hi there. <laughs> and I just have to laugh because here we are. I'm on a I'm on a live stream called Nail Your Timing, and I'm the one who's late to my own party. So pardon me, some weird tech troubles I've been having all day with no internet. So okay, timing. Da da da. As I said, it's you need the timing of a stand-up comedian for this job um, to be a stepmom. And in, in so many ways, right? In so many ways. And you also need the thick skin of a stand-up comedian to be able to handle all the heckling that you're gonna that you're gonna get over the time. But I wanted to talk about about timing as an ingredient. And this is something that's sort of come through for me recently in my work about um, giving myself a container of timing in which to accomplish something or having an expectation, not a bad expectation. I don't know how to say that because in some cases, expecting something to happen by a certain time is not the way that you actually want to be going. But the idea hi there whoever's watching and feel free to say hi by the way i can totally see comments here i just can't see who's speaking so if you want me to know who you are um because i know something about your situation or whatever feel free to say so otherwise i will jump in here afterwards and i will see all the comments and um get back to you on whatever but timing is an ingredient and it is something that's illogical okay like time is not connected to logic in the way that we think um so the first thing that you have to do when you want to have better timing and i'm talking about basic things like when do i bring this topic up with my husband or my significant other or when do I actually finally say something to my stepchild about this issue that's driving me crazy, right? Um, or when, you know, when am I finally going to have a better relationship with my stepkids or um, with my with myself as a stepmom? Um, so the first thing that I suggest you to do is to notice your pattern of doing things like like each of us is either somebody who's more on the impulsive side and we say things too quickly and then we wish that we could backpedal or we're more on the restrained side and we tend to hold on to things and let them fester because we're we're too timid to bring them up right so as we want to get better at our timing there is nothing inherently good or bad about doing taking some action faster or waiting to take some action. The, the time of it is not good or bad all by itself. It has to do with, you know what I'm gonna say, the energy that's behind it. So let's take a look at being impulsive. And let's just say that you're the sort of person who blurts stuff out that you just can't help it. You say how you're feeling. Sorry, I got a runny nose here. You say how you're feeling right away. And a lot of times it doesn't land the way that you wanted it to, or it doesn't have the effect that you wanted it to. It doesn't lead to the result 
that you really want when you say something too quickly. And there are two ways of looking at um, being impulsive. One is where you're impulsive from your shadow energy, which is your um, fearful, doubting, emotional energy. Um, maybe you wouldn't be impulsive from being fearful and doubting necessarily, but you could be impulsive when you're angry or hot under the collar or that it's the same story. Your emotions drive you to act, right? But you can also be impulsive and lightning quick when you're really connected to your intuition, which is a very, very powerful thing. And your intuition tells you this is the moment. Do this now. Right. And it, it can be in the same second that something happens that you you do it now. And this is going to come up in issues where, let's say, I hear this all the time in the group, right, that I'm alone with the stepkids and they uh, that's how I am. I say it when I think it. Right. So I'm all alone with the stepkids and they're misbehaving in some way. And I'm like, I cannot stop myself from saying what's on my mind. Like, that's not okay. Like, don't do that. Right. Um, and so if you know that it's your impulse, like if you know that you're somebody who tends to say it like it is and, um, you know, no holding back, then your task is to not to hold yourself back, but to notice that that's, that's your pattern what we want is to break your default pattern. Like if you're happy with the results that you're getting, you're not watching this, right? Like um, if I had a nephew doing the actions, I'd say it. So why is it not okay to say to a stepkid? This is uh, a, like a whole different topic. And I will, I will try to get into that at the end. Okay. I'm going to circle back to that one. But let's say that you're the type of person more like me who tends to suck it up and I never think it's the right moment and I'm always biting my tongue and not saying what's on my mind. That's who I am. Okay. So my challenge is to notice that about myself and to try to move towards listening to my intuition that is screaming at me. Just say the thing that you're thinking, just say it, you know, of course, like the, the, the circumstances make a huge difference um, always in like whether it's correct to do something right away or to, to wait for later. But what I want you to understand is that there's nothing inherently good or bad about the timing except that it is the correct moment to animate what you want to happen to animate your power okay so if you are animating your shadow if you're acting from shadow which is um well i'm gonna let's just say if you're acting from being shy or scared or hesitant or uh, worried or anxious or doubtful if that's what's behind your timing then you're getting it wrong by definition. The timing is wrong because the sh your shadow 
consciousness, your your dense, low, heavy, um, fundamental, unevolved consciousness is running your show. Okay, that can be true also if you're hot under the collar, if you're angry, if you're um, resentful, if you're blaming, if you're defiant, or you feel insulted, or you feel self-righteous, if that's what's motivating your timing, then it's wrong. You're getting it wrong. Okay, so this is what I'm trying to bring home to you, that that the timing is an ingredient that belongs to the okay the channel of consciousness which is the saboteur at the low shadow end and it's the magician up higher these are things that come from from jungian psychology it was also um, very much developed by carolyn meese i never know if i'm saying her name right sorry to you madam mace I don't know how to say her name, M-Y-S-S. She wrote a book called Anatomy of the Spirit that was extremely groundbreaking about uh, probably 40 years ago now, uh, looking at these Jungian archetypes of consciousness, okay? So if you've ever seen me describe, or you've seen it somewhere else, eh, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that, that pyramid of needs where at the bottom it has things like you know food and water, like your basic physical needs of life. And then there's a next band in this pyramid that is safety and security needs, and then belongingness, love and belongingness needs. And above that is esteem needs, both self-esteem and the opinion of others. And at the very top, we have self-actualization, where it, it is a basic human need to evolve yourself to become the best of whoever it is you're supposed to be, right? To, to aim for bringing out your maximum capacities and more. So these shadow archetypes are running all of those except for self-actualization. So we spend 99% of our time with our shadows running the whole flipping show for us. They are driving all of our actions because we're always in some unconscious state of needing something that we're not getting. And that's why it takes some effort to, you know, to bust through that shadow or to alchemize that shadow, to transmute it into its power equivalent so that we can use all of our all of our resources that we have instead of just being sort of dragged around with a ball and chain that we don't notice. So when you are in your light archetypes, and in this case, the, the channel of timing is the magician, which I love that imagery. That's it. I just love it. <laughs> I, I guess I love to think of myself as a magician and that's a, this is my home channel. This is where I live. I live in my saboteur all the time. So I am constantly battling a doubt and second guessing myself. And that's the thing that holds me back. Um, I also battle with needing to appear like I have it all together and uh, needing to appear 
let's say, um, competent, or in this context, professional, I mean, I'm not thinking about being professional in my home life, but, you know, competent and having it all together. So that's a thing that, um, that's the, that's the channel that occupies most of my time and awareness. And which is why I so often feel like I'm running out of time. Like I have this event starting tomorrow, which is called reversing parental alienation. You've probably seen me um, promoting it in the group. Um, and of course I don't have time to get everything ready. Like I, I could put it off for two weeks and I still wouldn't have enough time, but that's, that's, it's an, illusion that I have because everything will be ready in time and and it will go just fine like it always always does so the trick to getting yourself up there into your magician and out of your saboteur where you think you that you don't know enough or that you don't have enough time or that you need to have some different skill or some different circumstances around you to make everything better you know when you're stuck there in in your saboteur and you're stuck in logic and this is me all over like i am so much in my head all of the time that that i'm denying myself access to the magic part and of course there is a magic part like i'm not talking about a magic wand where i you know make a spell or something but it it is sort of like that. I mean, even your mind is a completely magical thing, right? Like if somebody sliced my head open right now, there's no way in the world that anybody could have access to my thoughts. My thoughts are just little tiny electrical charges jumping over empty spaces between the ends of my, my nerves in my brain, right? So like there is a infinite amount of magic happening inside of us and around us all the time that's what like um uh what's the word i'm looking for coincidence right the coincidences that happen my life is full of coincidences and serendipity it's magic how those things happen and that is what collapses time actually it makes something that should take a really long time be able to happen in a second. And that happens all the time for you. And I know that if I talked to you for 10 minutes, I could point to you to where that's happening in your life right now. I can see my, this is bothering my sensibilities. Okay. So when you're stuck in logic, like me, you have no access to magic, which is why I work so hard at reminding myself that the voice in my head that tells me that I don't have enough time and that I don't have my shit together is telling me lies. That is an illusion. It's an illusion. And I need to know that it is 100% in order for me to, to bust through this. So you have to accept the idea that things are not what you what you think and that the voice in your head is trying to keep you safe, which means held back from doing something new and dangerous and anything you do that's growing yourself is always going to feel new and dangerous always because growing by definition 
is, thank you, Jamie, anything that you do that's growing is outside of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is about staying where you are, right? You don't get to take your comfort zone with you to the next level. There is always going to be some period of discomfort in the next level. That's where we were getting outside of the box. It is uncomfortable to be outside of the box. So if you want to help yourself get there, you have to tell yourself over and over again that you can let go of your loyalty to logic, to thinking things that thinking that things have to be logical, that they have to have a plan, that they have to make sense. You can you can let go of that. It feels weird and scary, right? But it's true. You can let go of your loyalty to your past choices, to the way that you did things yesterday or last week or last year. You can say, okay, but like I'm looking for another result. So I have to let go of my loyalty to that. You know that, that phrase or quote from supposedly from Einstein who says, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? It's easy to say that and we can laugh about it. But the thing that's hard is that we feel loyal to our past choices. We want to honor our past choices and actions and decisions because otherwise we feel stupid for realizing that we weren't doing things in the best possible way before. So you have to give yourself permission to let go of your loyalty to whatever you did before, which was the best that you could do with the understanding that you had and just give it a kiss and send it on its way. Okay. You can let go of your loyalty to your instincts. And this is really hard because especially our maternal instinct. So this is where I'm going to get into your question a little bit. Your maternal instinct is leading you in the wrong direction as a stepmother because your maternal instinct gets fired up as a woman. Most of us have this happen when we are in close contact with children. Your maternal instinct comes online as a natural thing. And in this particular case, it's a very special case, this idea of children who live between two homes, um, where they have a mother and a father, and you are an additional parenting person. And in as much as we want to contribute to, you know, to bringing this child into maturity and adulthood, of course we want to, I mean, because we love them. If nothing else, we love their dad, right? We want to help him in this job. And the way that we would normally do that with, with a motherly energy is not going to be received by these children because they are not tuned to your frequency. They're not coded to receive this kind of attention and care from you. They just aren't. You are, it doesn't matter how much of the time you spend with them, you're on the same level as the school librarian or the crossing guard or the swim teacher or the mom next door, right? So when it's your blood relative, like let's say it's your nephew, as you just suggested, you have a little bit more latitude in terms of um, the, the love piece, the love that you can show 
because of your um, actual family connection. And there's a whole field of study called family constellation therapy. That's super duper interesting. It's a huge rabbit hole. If you ever want to look into that, um, I could put a link for, you know, where to um, learn more about that. But but uh, human beings have tremendous loyalty to our heritage, to our extended um, family. We have bonds. We have energetic bonds with people that we've never met. It's quite remarkable. So yes, you could say things to your, your nephew, but not beyond what, what your nephew's mother thinks. You would never say something to your nephew that his mother doesn't agree with as a, as a way of raising children. You know, you wouldn't make your, your nephew sit in the corner um, while his mom left him to go out to the store for a minute or something if she doesn't do that at home, right? Um, you wouldn't, um, you know, if your, your nephew comes over at age 14 or something, you wouldn't ground him for doing something. Like, there's a limit to what you can do. And it has to do with the authority that is handed over to you by the parent. And it also has to do with, with your expectation for what the child's going to get from this. You would tell him to clean up after himself. Um, okay, but you don't have to have, you're not looking for the same kind of lifelong relationship with your nephew. Like if he doesn't like you because every time he comes to your house, um, you know, it depends on the age, right? But if every time he comes over, you're telling him not to do something, he could get to be 16 or 18 and say, thank God I don't have to go to that woman's house anymore. Like she's constantly bugging me and you might almost never see him again. And it's not you that needs to have the, you know, the connection with this kid. Like there's a dad in your household who needs his house to be an attractive place for that child. So dad has to be the one do it saying, don't run up and down the stairs, clean up after yourself. If dad doesn't care about those things, then you have to butt out. And if you want dad to care about those things, that's a conversation that you have with dad. And then that's a potentially a fight that you have with dad about how you like to keep your house and about whether you are going to be alone with his kids when he's not there, because your impulse is to tell them stuff and he wants them to be able to swing from the chandeliers and you're not okay with that. So then um, you're not the best babysitter for those kids and they should, he should make other arrangements. Like it's a much more complicated situation, but anyway, I got, I got off topic here. We're talking about timing. So I want to talk about the magic of timing a little more and just about how you can use this container of time that I was talking about to, to create something magical. So the most magical thing that I know about using time in a special way is the tool called special time that comes from uh, handinhandparenting.org. You can go and look at, if you've never heard of them, I highly recommend them. They have mountains of videos and courses and there's a book called Listen by Patty Whipfler, who is the founder of handinhandparenting.org. But I love, love, love this tool. Um, my clients just can't really believe it. 
when they do it. Okay. But special time is about making a tiny container of like 10 minutes, maybe five minutes. Okay. It can be super small, but it is between, well, it can be between the stepmom and the child, but really the impactful, you know, that the impactful moment is for a child to have this connection with their dad. Okay. It, where they get dad's undivided attention for this little period of time. So you have to announce it, that this is your time. This is your special time with dad. Okay. And that it's going to be this long and you're going to put the timer on. And when the timer goes off, then the special time has to be finished. And dad has to be completely without any distractions or interruptions. So there's no scrolling on your phone. There's no reading the newspaper. There's no stirring the supper. You are spending this five minutes intensely interested in your child and doing whatever they want to do only. You're not turning it into a teaching moment. You're not getting them to do something better or you're not leading them, encouraging them. You're just being with them while they spin around in their little dress or while they ask to ride on your back or while they want you to see this new video game that they're doing or whatever it is that the child wants to do. You are only doing the child's bidding for these five minutes. And that's why it's so small, right? Because it's really hard. It's really hard to do that, to just like let your kid jerk your chain for five minutes and do what they want to do. Okay. Uh, that That's safe, obviously. You're not like watch me poke my finger in this light socket, but um, within the bounds of decent, you know, adult supervision, you are only doing what the child wants to do. And these five minutes are going to pay back such dividends, you will not believe it. Okay, this is life changing practice for a lot of people. Um, uh, in the book, listen, I think that's where I read it. There was a kind of testimonial from someone who said, you know, mornings were a catastrophe at our house, like, everybody was late every morning, couldn't get them into the car, can't get them to eat their breakfast, something's missing from the knapsack every day, somebody's crying before we get in the car. And just doing this five minutes with each kid completely changed the morning routine, it just fills up their tank with attention in a way that you just wouldn't believe it was possible. Okay, so that is a magical way of using a very tiny amount of time to get a gigantic result. Okay, another way that we can um, do something to kind of jump through a time portal is around transitions. Everybody has the same problem with transitions. When the kids arrive, they're a mess. And they're going to like run around and spin circles and they have emotional outbursts and they don't want to be there or they're too excited when they get there and you can't calm them down. Um, like, completely normal, right? Everybody has to deal with transitions. In some cases, it's that they only want to go to their room and close the door and they don't want to talk to anybody. It's hard to transition. Um, so the way to kind of jump through this transition portal and um, dismantle the length of time that it normally needs them to calm down is to apply routine and rhythm to, um, to the transition period, okay? This is part of the 
consistency piece that I talk about in, well, I'm going to be talking about in the um, reversing parental alienation training that I'm doing tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. It's free. You can sign up for that. Uh, let me know in the comments if you still need the link and I'll drop it in there. Uh, it's part of the consistency piece, but uh, routine and rhythm around the transition, which means that the same thing happens every time they arrive. It's the same. So like it's the same dinner is coming. If like, I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's say that Friday after school is when the kids come. So then Friday at five o'clock, it's pizza time. Whether it's a frozen one or you order it in or you make it yourself. If pizza's not your thing, make it hamburger night. Make it chili night. Make it Chinese food night. doesn't matter. But it's something that the kids like. And it's the same every single time. You know, adults want a lot of variety. But kids want things to be the same. It's the predictability of it that lets them relax, okay? So maybe something that they do when they arrive is like the first thing is to let's walk the dog, you know, go outside and burn off some steam or something so that it you get into a routine, it happens the same way every time. Or that dad goes to pick them up at mom's house and you pass by the same ice cream parlor on the way and it's a routine that on the way home, we're going to stop and get an ice cream cone. What I'm making it up. It doesn't matter what it is. We stop at the same park and you get out and have a swing on the swings or whatever it might be. But you're looking for you're looking for ways to put as much routine into the transition experience as you possibly can. And that is going to really really help them to just settle in that they know what's coming. They know what's coming and there's not a big question mark over their head, okay? Um, how do you apply this to adult children? Um, it, that's a big story. I would have to do another whole live stream on adult children, but of course you can apply it to adult children uh, in the same way that you would to any adults. Um, yes, we do pizza on transition night and she really loves that. Perfect, right? It's, it's something that, you know, kids want to hear the same story over and over again. They want to watch the same cartoon, the same video, the same Frozen, right? Like talk to the women from like seven or eight years ago who were tearing their hair out because they had watched Frozen like a thousand times. They want the same thing over and over again. It feels, it feels safe. It feels comforting. It's like rocking, right? It, it, swinging in a swing or rocking in a cradle. It's that you your 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 brain just gets used to the feeling of what's coming next you know what's coming next you know what's coming next you know what's coming next it feels really really good inside um something else about time is creating time for your relationship with your partner you have to make time for it it's not going to happen all by itself you have to carve out a piece of sacred time in your week that is just for you and your partner. And it doesn't have to be an evening. It doesn't have to be a dinner. You can meet at lunchtime on Wednesdays. You can have a breakfast together. Okay. Um, you can, like one evening after the kids are in bed, you can do something purposeful. You can, you can play cards. You can play a board game or something um, that is not 
just like watching TV, okay? Like that you're doing something to connect with each other. Um, you have to carve it out. And one way to do something in just one second that can be so meaningful in your relationship is to develop a secret touch or a secret code, a word maybe, but touch is great, like between adults actually. But your little code means can't wait to get in bed with you. Or it means I see you, I love you, you know, or it's a tap on the shoulder that you agree, you know, you say, honey, when you tap me on the shoulder, I'll know it means I love you, right? So that that can happen in a split second during the time that your husband is completely preoccupied with his kids and he's got no time for you and you feel like all alone and nobody loves you and this happens every weekend and you're the last one to get any attention, okay? But you can get your tank filled up with a, with a tap on your shoulder. That means, I wish we were naked right now. I don't know. Like between the two of you, you make it mean something. You agree on a little signal that you can do to him or he can do to you so that you connect with each other in one second. And that is an amazing relationship tool. I got that one. I'm stealing it, but I will credit it to John Gottman of the Gottman Institute. And he's got a thing called Gottman Marriage Minute, I think. But Gottman.org or got, got John Gottman, two T's. Um, great suggestions for relationships, for marriages. Little things like that that can make all the difference. That can get you through a terrible day, right? When your husband actually does not have time for you. He's got three screaming kids under eight years old to wrangle. and But he can remember that you're there enough to pull on your hair or scratch your back or just say like, I'm here, even if I'm, I don't seem to be present. So resolving divorce conflict faster. And I'm talking about like all the crap that's coming from Biomom. Okay, here's something illogical. You think that you want to have less intrusion from her, less communication from her into your home. The way to do that is to get her on a, a parent communication app, a co-parenting app. Uh, the, the two that I have at the top of my head are Talking Parents and Our Family Wizard. Um, it is not about communicating even more. It's about getting her communications to be in a little box that you know, sits in your phone on the shelf. Your phone is, or his phone is not ringing all the time. There aren't messages going off constantly. The communications are going into a box and he can open the lid and look inside and deal with it and then close the lid and put her back on the shelf. And that is going to save you years of, of aggravation and drama. I can't tell you how many people I talk to who have been, you know, like, yeah, it's been five years and it's only getting worse and worse. And I want to say, like, you could have, you could have made this stop years ago. And it will stop, it will reduce because it's not so fun to be sending 50 messages in a row if it's not making your phone light up all the time. It just stops by itself. Okay, I have a whole video about how to use a co-parenting app. Um, if it's something that you want to see, send me a message and I will send you the link. So finally, 
the thing about about magically speeding up time, okay, and jumping through a portal, the last thing I want to talk about is reversing parental alienation, okay? Reversing the effects of a child being brainwashed, of all the bad mouthing that's happening about dad or about yourself, maybe as the stepmom. Um, reversing the terrible sort of mental stress that kids are under, which is can be described as cognitive dissonance, but that is a very uncomfortable mental state where you are trying to hold two opposing things to be true at the same time. It's extremely uncomfortable for them and and damaging to their development, okay? Not, not to say to say nothing of how damaging it is for a parent who is being um, deprived of the time, the years of the proper loving connection that he should be having with his kids. And that is exactly what I'm gonna talk about in these three days of reversing parental alienation. I have so much content for you on this that I don't even know how I'm gonna get it all in in three hours, one hour in each of three days. I might actually have to extend it because I don't wanna leave anything out, okay? I am putting it all on the table. There is nothing held back and reserved about this. I want you to have all of my tools for reversing parental alienation, for reversing this kind of um, toxic mental conditioning of your stepkids or of, you know your partner's kids, okay? So please sign up for that. You can go to, um, do I have, did I make a link here? Maybe, wait a minute, let's see. Oh, I didn't either. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, bit.ly, here, I'll do it. Bit dot Lee slash reversing PAS. Okay, and there it goes. Okay, if you go to that link, I can put it underneath too. Uh, bit dot ly slash reversing PAS, like parental alienation syndrome. Okay, um, as I said, it's free, and I'm going to just be giving you content like from a fire hose, okay? You'll take lots of notes. The, the links are gonna stay up for a whole week. So it's gonna be at two o'clock Eastern time, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. And then the videos will stay up for a week, but it's not happening here. You can't see it from this group. You have to register and get yourself into the Mighty Networks group, which is a new platform. It's new to me anyway, off of social media. I deliberately wanted to have it there because I want the peace and quiet. I don't want all the bells and whistles and distractions and eavesdropping and whatever else there can be on, on Facebook. I want a quiet, private place for us to really unpack everything about parental alienation in terms of solutions. It's not a whining festival. Okay. We, we know that it's terrible. I'm going to talk for 10 seconds about why it's terrible. And then we're moving on to the solutions. It will be very valuable. And after reversing parental alienation is over, there will be an opportunity to sign up for a paid program with me where I will walk with you personally to tighten up the timeline and to apply everything that you're going to hear in those three days specifically to working with teenagers because teenagers it's like another level of 
expertise. It's another level of mastery that you need to have to be able to apply these techniques really effectively and quickly with teenagers. So for that, I need six weeks of time and we are gonna work together in a group coaching context with lots of, um, lots of support and help to, to tweak everything so that it fits in your exact family. Okay, so that is what's gonna be coming up after reversing parental alienation. That program is called Lion Tamer. Um, Lion Tamer, win back the love and loyalty of your alienated teenager. Okay, so that will be the paid program that will come after reversing parental alienation. And if you have any teenagers in your house that you're dealing with this about, um, or we'll be there looking forward to learning more, yay. Um, if you have teenagers in your house, and by the teenagers, I mean anybody over age 10, because that's it, right? Teenagehood starts really early. And of course, you might have kids who are gonna be 10 one day, and it would be absolutely in your interest to, uh, to get a hold of the, um, the mindset and the tools and the strategies that go into bringing kids back from that withdrawn, hostile, alienated state. So thank you for watching. And do um, hit me up in the comments if you still need the link after this, um, or if you want the, the video that I was talking about. Okay, thanks for watching. Bye.